0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What next for Lee Griffiths with his Celtic contract expiring tonight? Declan Gallagher says Aberdeen should be looking to push the old firm next season and Jake Doyle-Hayes snubs Dundee United to seal a move to Hibs. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, Andrew, good evening. On a lovely summer's evening. Uh, delighted to be back talking about some talking points of the football. Big one today, Lee Griffiths. Will he be in a Celtic strip next season or not? He's certainly putting a case forward because he's out there apparently doing a lot of training. Uh, the big question is the Celtic fans will be asking, is it a year too late? Plenty to get our teeth into. If you've got any thoughts on that, 0141-951-1025 to get involved or thoughts on anything else, your club in the transfer market, whatever you want to talk about, if you think we've missed it, give us a call on 0141-951-1025. Bring it up and we'll have a chat about it. Or you can send us a tweet as well at Clyde SSB. No football on tonight mm. either. I've been so used to the football couple of days without without Euro 2020. Yeah, but... I'm disappointed because it was just livening up. Unfortunately, we are not taking part. Uh, but the last two nights The excitement The football Brilliant. Everything about it Great And I've got to say I loved watching Switzerland I really did I thought they were so entertaining Entertaining Never gave up Just went to the last whistle Got their rewards And uh, You know Last night I think um, Well done to England I'll say it Well done to England They beat Germany um, And it'll be interesting To see how far they can go They've got Certainly the easiest part of the draw um, but Belgium must be big favourites. I'm sure we'll hear a lot about that on the on the television and stuff. Oh, a, bit, a big win yes. for Ukraine as well late on last night. Yeah, at yeah, and it's a great time to score the the winner. Um, I was talking to Stephen Mill there, who was at the game, and as much as you're watching on the telly, think the atmosphere's a bit, um, you know, a bit quiet, a bit down. There's not much about it. He thoroughly enjoyed it, and he said that you know the atmosphere was decent and well done to Ukraine. They went all the way and. Uh, Unlucky Sweden, but uh, there are a lot of good quarter-final games coming up. Well, let's get back to Scottish football, shall we? 01419511025. Let's talk about Celtic striker Lee Griffiths because he's been pictured training himself today in a gym. He was wearing sort of Scotland uh, top and shorts with his future up in the air. His contract actually expires at the club tonight. So the big question is, Celtic fans, should he be offered an extension by the club? If not, where does his future lie? Maybe fans of other clubs across the country think he'd be a good fit for them. What do you think, Gordon? Do you think he's worth another year at Celtic? Do you think that maybe his future does lie elsewhere? Well, the first thing you've got to say, uh, if he doesn't get another year at Celtic, he will get a club. Um, there's no doubt about that. He will certainly get a club. Uh, we had this debate four or five months ago on the show and a, f- a few of the lads decided to go against Lee Griffiths saying that you know he turned up unfit. We've, it was well documented. We've heard Neil Lennon's say on it. I've got to say that I watched um, Lee Griffiths after games at time when we were sitting doing the show, doing the open line between five and six and the Celtic players that weren't playing or were on the bench, they used to come out and they'd do a little bit of a session and Lee Griffiths was unfit. There's no doubt about it. He was unfit. That's i.e. the reason that he didn't play in a lot of the Celtic games. Neil Lennon echoed that. John Kennedy stepped into the hot seat done the exact same, just used them sparingly. But I'm a great believer than if you've got if you've got the belief in someone, uh, you know he can still do it at that level and you can get him the right mindset, 
He's certainly got the talent. And if it was me and I could sit down and speak to him as a manager and look him nigh and feel that he was ready to take that challenge on, I think he's certainly got the ability and I think he could certainly offer something to Celtic. Because that was all the controversy sort of around this time last year when clubs were coming back from the shutdown. Neil Lennon basically came out when the, the club had gone over to France and played mm-hmm. a couple of pre-season games over there. And he came back, he was very scathing about Lee Griffiths saying that he'd come back. He was, he was unfit. He said that you know it, it was unfair on the club that he would come back and, and not be fit enough to take part really in, in pre-season training at the level every other player was. And now that there is a, a new manager in there, do you think it works as potentially a, a clean slate for him to try and prove his worth? Or with John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan and other people at the club who were there at the time, will they maybe be in Ange Postacoglu's ear saying that this was the situation? Look, the manager will not be silly. He'll certainly take on advice from John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan. Of course he will. But I think you've got to get a feel for the player, Andrew. I think that the manager's got to do the right thing and sit him down, have a chat with him. uh, And he'll get a feeling about Lee Griffiths, where Lee Griffiths wants to go. He's 30 years of age. Now, yes, he banged in goals. Everybody keeps harping on about it. It was in the past. Can he still do it? Um, I think he can, because I think he's just a natural goal scorer. But he's got to have the right mindset of saying, every day when I get through the doors at Langstown, I am going to put everything into this. If he can change his mind with that, and I know that some Celtic fans will be sitting saying, that's a season too late for us. Because that should have happened uh, last year. And I agree, but we've all went through difficult times, Andrew. And we don't know what goes on in people's private lives. So, Lee Griffiths seems to me a guy that, just now, and I could be wrong, could be proved wrong, that the pennies dropped. He started looking at his fitness. He started putting out there, look, I'm hungry again. I want to get back training. I want to get playing. Um, And as I say, if Celtic don't take that option up, I think there'll be plenty of clubs champions done. Well, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. This is what he had to say about Lee Griffiths on Friday. I've had a good chat to Lee. Um, you know, again, he's he's a player who's had um, who's done fantastically well for the football club over a number of years, and had a great discussion with him. Again, he's in the same place as everyone else. Um, uh, a lot of it will be um, dependent on them and, and them embracing what what I'm trying to do. I've made it clear the kind of football club we're going to be, the kind of football we're going to play, the expectations around that everything that's involved in, in being a professional footballer and um, you know we'll continue those discussions and if Lee fits in the picture then I'm happy to, to, to bring him back but um, again those kind of decisions I'll make um, when I have all the information on it. I mean Ange Postacoglu is making a similar point to you where he's basically that, that was a sort of plea almost to, to say you know if he shows the right attitude if he can uh, buy into to what I'm wanting to do then there's a possibility that he will be here next season, but there's certainly no guarantees by the sounds of things. Well, I think I think he's got to get the guarantees from Lee Griffiths. I think he's got to say to Lee Griffiths, listen, this is the way it's going to be. This is going to be real hard work. You've a lot to prove to not just the new manager, but he's a lot to prove to a lot of doubters out there. And there's a lot of doubters out there. Uh, supporters, supporters of his own club just now, Celtic. Um, they're doubting him. Can, can he have the character... Is he hungry enough to come back? Um, these are questions that only Lee Griffiths can really answer, Andrew. I was in a position a long, long time ago as a, a, as a young player that lost his way a little bit in the game. And this is why I look at Lee Griffiths, and I know the argument is Griffiths is 30 and he's more matured and experienced. And I was very lucky that 
someone gave me a, a, another shot at it and believed in me. And But I had to put the hard work in. I had to put the dedication in. I had to go and do what I had to do. But if it hadn't been for the belief in that person... I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to have the career that I had. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've got any thoughts on this Celtic, eh, sorry, Thomas is a Celtic fan. Up first in Rob Royston. Thomas Lee Griffiths. Do you think he should stay at Celtic? Offered another deal, or do you think it's maybe time to part ways? Good evening, lads. Uh, the question I'd like to ask you guys is: If Neil, if Neil Lemon deemed that fellow to be unfit at the beginning of last season. And at the end of the season, the fellow's still unfit. What is the fitness coach he's doing at Lennox Town? The sports scientist. Surely they must have... No, oh, I think we might have lost Thomas there. Oh, Thomas, I think we can hear you again. Right, I think we've lost Thomas. I'll uh, try one more time. There we go, Thomas. We can hear you again. No, we cannot, right. I, I mean, the, we'll, we'll the, the point, the, we get we'll the, the point the that yeah, Thomas is making. Yeah, what I'd say to Thomas is I, I wouldn't lay any blame... Uh, anybody in Celtic Park um, The manager Guaranteed Neil Lennon John Kennedy Would have sat down Had words with Lee Griffiths uh, Fitness uh, Coaches would have tried Everything possible To get through him Still saying You can take a horse To the well Andrew um, But I think The penny's dropped With Lee Griffiths Because I think Celtic Have decided Look You know If, if this is the way That you think That you're going to get through Your career at Celtic Football Club then I'm sorry. So Lee Griffiths must have went away and thought to himself, I've been privileged to be getting in Celtic at Lennox Town every day to play with a club and train like, with a club like Celtic Football Club. Has he got to give that up or has he got the fight and the hunger and the desire? And it's only Lee Griffiths that will answer these questions. Now, you can't lay the blame at Neil Lennon. You can't lay the blame because Neil Lennon done the right thing. He basically left him out. What, what, what else do you do? You, do you honestly think Neil Lennon in the position that he was in, John Kennedy's the same, getting in there to make a, a, a claim to be the next Celtic manager, and at one point he did have the opportunity to do that, do you think that these guys who have been brought up in football, know the game inside out, would have decided to say, just for the sake of it, we're not going to, we're not going to play one of the best goal scorers in Scotland? Probably best goal scorer at the club at one point. So it was obviously all down to Lee Griffiths. Now, it's whether everybody buys into Lee Griffiths. He's now, the penny's dropped, he's in the gym, he's out running, he's training, he's hunger, he's desires back. That's up to the manager. How frustrating do you think that would have been for Neil Lennon and Celtic last season? Because if you still look at his stats just for last season, he did make 22 appearances in the league, but most of them are as a substitute. So he only played... 755 minutes which mm-hmm. is the equivalent of just over sort of 8-90 minutes of football and he scored 6 goals so from the minutes he was on the pitch he was contributing he was getting goals but it was just clearly well, Neil Lennon seen, was saying that he, he just wasn't at a level where he could start regularly Well you've seen, you've seen the impact uh, against Aberdeen at Pittori. Look I, I, I keep saying and I, I argued with the lads and I, I totally understood their side of the argument about Lee Griffiths but Lee Griffiths is a, a, what I call a natural goal scorer. If if you put the ball in the six-yard box and you've got all the Celtic players there and you depict one to put your house on, I'd be picking Lee Griffiths every day of the week. Every day of the week. But the problem with Lee Griffiths was he could not sustain that for 90 minutes, game after game. And I totally understand the reason that Neil Lennon left him out and John Kennedy left him out. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch 
Laurie is next up in Deniston Laurie what side of the debate are you on? Well uh, personally I think they'll give him a final shot at redemption uh, that's my opinion and it's got nothing to do with the return of the prodigal son or anything like that it's everything to do with economics as far as I'm concerned what do they have to lose? Uh, I, I was angry at being unfit uh, last season uh, and whilst I'm not going to scapegoat him because there was a hell of a lot of reasons why Celtic didn't win the league he was one of them uh, uh, as to how major that was who knows but uh, back to the present I think it'll be doing economics if Postacoglu can get Lee Griffiths revitalised and rejuvenated uh, then he's going to save Celtic a few million quid in the transfer market so that's how I look at it I mean is that a big point that Laurie's I, making I agree with that yeah, yeah I mean Celtic have so many players to bring in We've talked about this We're only 20 days away from their, their first European qualifier They've got a lot of work to do The future of Odson Edward is still up in the air So if he goes You're really only left with Albion Ayeti As the only senior striker Does what? keeping Lee Griffiths Keep a bit of continuity there Make it easier for Celtic no, in the I, don't, I, I don't think it's just continuity I think that Laurie's got a, a fair point there Because if you see the mess that Celtic Made of their transfers last season They waste a lot of money Um if you get Lee Griffiths fit and you get him playing and you get him with the right mindset, you know, you've got a guy that you know will score goals in Scottish football. Um, I don't think Lee Griffiths was the difference or it could have been the difference. I know what Laurie was trying to say there if Celtic win the league, but I think it certainly would have helped Celtic's case of maybe making it a closer title run. Um, but I think, you know, if I if I was Celtic right now, I would be saying to Lee Griffiths, I'll tell you, here's a, here's what I'm going to do with you for one year. You will make your money by appearance money. You know, give your give give Lee Griffiths a wage, but make the, the most of it by appearance that you've got to be playing to earn your money. And I think that's a way forward for the boy. If he doesn't want to accept that and I was Celtic, I'd say, shake your hand, best of luck to you, go and enjoy the rest of your football career. Do you want to come back in, Laurie? Hi, uh, that's a good point. I think that uh, Gordon makes. What I would say as well is the departed Klamala and Dieti, uh, who are there, unmitigated disasters, uh, both of them. They couldn't find the net on a trawler. So uh, why not give Lee Griffiths a chance? It's, it's okay, I can look at my shoulder and say they shouldn't have done this and shouldn't have done that. But we're bang up to present. There are more questions than answers just now at Celtic. Uh, and if this guy's career can be. I rekindled Then why not I suppose the question is What level Does Celtic think They can get Lee Griffiths back to If they can get him fit They can get him committed To it You know he's he's not scored 10 league goals Since the 2016-17 season So I know he's Made a lot of Appearances off the bench Since then He has scored some goals But Celtic will be wondering That'll be Lee Griffiths be- Lee Griffiths scored his goals When he was fit and sharp Andrew And When you're a striker And you're playing at a good level And a top level whether it be in Scotland and in, in, in Europe, you've got to be fit, you've got to be sharp. You know, that that one, two yards is such a difference for a striker. Movement in the box. Best guy I've ever seen at it was McCoy's. Hardly moved, and then that just that split second, bang, balls in the back of the net. Lee Griffiths was like that in his prime. Now, he's 30. You're not telling me with the right mindset with Lee Griffiths getting in there and saying to the, the guys, look, I'm here now. The jacket's off, I'm prepared to work, I'm prepared to get my body fat down, I'm prepared to get my... Listen, there's no excuses. 
And this is where it, it must hurt the Celtic fans. It must hurt Neil Lennon and John Kennedy. There's no excuses because as the first caller tried to put the blame on the fitness coaches, it's nothing to do with them. They would have they would have done anything to help Lee Griffiths. It's got to be down to the player, the individual. Laurie, more generally from a Celtic perspective, it's only 20 days until the club take on Mitchellan, Ange Postacoglu's first competitive game in charge. Is there a concern at all that, that there's not more bodies in the door at the moment in terms of playing staff? Aye, uh, there is, but I'd just like to go on record as saying that uh, as a Celtic fan and season ticket holder, uh, Maya had raised eyebrows about his appointment, but now that he's in charge, uh, I for one will be getting uh, behind him. Uh, but he's certainly got a difficult task on his on his hands because it's difficult for me to see even here now uh, what the lineup is likely to be when they play Mitchelland uh, in the qualifier. I totally agree. I haven't a clue. Uh, be interesting would Lee Griffiths been that? Uh, it just, football p- football is a strange thing. Uh, uh, changes very very quickly, Andrew. You could all of a sudden see Lee Griffiths emerging as the new guy that's going to light up Celtic again, or it could be a another club, um, you know, um, learn, uh, no learning his trade, putting his trade out there. But footballist, and I'm, I'm with Laurie, I'm, I'm looking at Celtic, I watch the papers every day, I'm looking, thinking, what's going to happen? They, they need players in, they need to start rebuilding. I, to, I do agree, I, I think it's a real difficult job for a manager just now. He's hardly in the door, and he must be working every minute of the day because that is a massive turnaround for Celtic. Neil Lennon's come out publicly and said that part of the problem last season was there was players at the club that didn't want to be there. He said it after Ferenc Varos. He said it since he left the job. We've heard from Christopher Iyer over the past mm-hmm. few weeks saying that he asked to leave last summer and basically you know, Celtic asked him to stay on for their 10-in-a-row bid. That was unsuccessful and he's now wanting away. There's contract situations to sort out with Odson Edward who, who may be away, Ryan Christie as well. How quickly does Ange Postacoglu need to sort out those because that became a problem for Neil Lennon yeah. at the start of the season and they never really recovered from it now he has to do it now um, he's going into a real difficult season because let, let's face it he ain't going to get what Steven Gerrard got two two years to sort everything out because the Celtic fans the minute he was announced the first thing they were thinking well we've never really heard of him who is he oh, I can't believe this is a cheap option you know Eddie Howe's we've forgot about him and we've went for this lad so he's, he'll need to hit the ground running. He's, he's got a lot of doubters out there. I hope the boy does. I'm, look, I'm, I'm prepared to give everybody a, an opportunity. I'm desperate to see what he brings. I'm desperate to see style of football, what sort of player he brings in. Um, I think everybody deserves the opportunity to do that. Celtic have put their faith in him now. I think the Celtic fans need to get behind him and need to support him. But for me, because it's such a difficult job and what happened last year, and it still hurts the Celtic fans, he's got to hit the ground running. Well, thank you to Laurie. 01419511025 gives a call and we could be speaking to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 is the number you need if you want to get involved, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. A few tweets coming through on Lee Griffiths' contract situation. There's one saying that he should be giving a rolling contract. Someone else saying that uh, maybe Aberdeen or Hibs would be a better place for him. His time at Celtic is up. Any thoughts on that or any thoughts on anything else? 01419511025. Let's go straight back to the phones. Alan is a Rangers fan in Drumchapel. Alan, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, hello, Paro. How are you keeping? Hey, uh, my, my point is about uh, Morelos at Rangers. And I, 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 I've heard that he's, got, he's agreed terms to move to Porto. So yeah, this but was uh, sort of reports that came out of Portugal that said mm-hmm. a few days ago that you know claimed he'd agreed personal terms with Porto, and at that point, um, it, it would mean that Porto and Rangers would need to thrash out a deal if he was going to leave. Obviously, that's just reports from from over there. I mean, could could you see Morelos leaving in this window, Gordon? Um, I think it would be a difficult one for Rangers supporters to take. Uh, there were talk last year of him leaving, uh, Andrew. And I kept saying that it was so important to them. Um, and it was proven right. Um, Rangers have said that because of, you know, the the money that they've they've spent in players and new contracts and they have they really have pushed the boat out, Rangers and back to manager, you've got to say they were talking about that you've got to balance the books, you've got to sell one of your assets, maybe. So uh, it could be Morelis. I'm not saying it is, because they've got plenty of cover there as well. Um, but it, as, as much as people are saying Well Morelis has agreed terms with any club The first and most important thing The club's got to agree terms with Rangers It's got to it's got to favour Rangers Rangers have got to be happy with it Then basically what they do is they say Right to the player and agent We've agreed this We've agreed the fee Now it's up to you to agree personal terms It's not usually done the other way Because I don't see the point in that you know, Morelis could get in there to Porto and say, right, OK, I'll accept X, Y and Z. And then Porto go to Rangers, they're miles off the mark and the deal never gets done. So I don't really understand how it's going down that avenue. Alan, are you desperate to keep a hold of them? Yeah, I, well, it's not just that as well. I've even, it's over the past maybe a couple of months, I've even heard people, uh, clubs are actually looking at Morelos. But they've said they give him a shot at the Champions League maybe halfway through the season and the, the halfway point through the season there's a transfer market and see if Rangers get into the Champions League group stages if he does well in that then these teams will step up for him. I, I personally myself I would, like, I would love to keep Maria Lawson give him a shot at Champions League because I've heard he's never played in Champions League before. I think, I think Rangers will be desperate to keep him. Of course they will. He's a massive part of what they do. But Rangers are like any other club. If the money comes that they can't refuse for the player, then they've got to take it as business. They're running a business. As I say, you've got to. Nobody can argue with the backing that the board have given Stephen Gerrard and and his staff. Of course, nobody can argue with that. But somewhere along the line, as a manager, and he will know that that one day the board will come calling, knock your door, and say, "We're going to sell one of your assets." That's football. It happens to every manager in the world. But it will only be done in the right terms for Rangers. Of course it will be. Because it's all about a self-sustainable model that you really need to have in Scotland where 
You make money through transfers, whether it's through prize money from European competition as well. We've seen Celtic do it over the years. Rangers are now at a stage where we've heard the likes of Ross Wilson, Stuart Robertson come out and say, you know, this is the game we need to play now. We need to bring in guys for a lower fee, sell them for a higher fee, and it looks as if it's going to start this summer. Unfortunately for the club, it's not as if they can just say, well, we want to sell this guy and we want to sell this guy because it's just based on you know, the interest in each player and what other clubs are willing to pay for each player. And the good thing for Rangers just now, they're in a terrific place with that, uh, Andrew. They've built up a squad that there's a lot of assets in there. Usually, got a time gone by, you would talk about maybe one or two maximum that they'd be interested for. But there's a lot of players there that's obviously attracting interest, which helps the club, you know, it helps the selling club. Rangers in total control of it. I.e. that's why they're tying most of their players up and and longer term contracts as well. Um, they want that stability at the club. They've backed the manager, um, but there's always a price that someone will test you as a club, and you'll decide, yeah, I'm prepared to take that. And it's not because you want rid of the player. It's not because you want to weaken your side. It's because you've got to, you know, you're running a business. You've got to balance the book somewhere along the line. Alan, you want to keep a hold of Morelos. Is there any other players in that Rangers squad that you're desperate to hold on to, guys that you think cannot sell at, at any price? Yeah, there's quite a... The, the full team, really, it's, they've done fantastic for me through the, through the full season. Every, every one of the players have done their bit, really. So the, the, main, the main ones is like me, probably like Morelos, Roof and stuff I would like to keep And it's good to see Like McGregor as well He's he's signed another One year contract As well I think he's doing it Season by season contract The, the only but thing The only thing I'll say Alan is um, If Rangers had to sell One of their assets I don't think it's That big a deal for them Because If you look at the squad They've got good quality In the squad, squad They've got Two or three players For most positions um, they've got one or two youngsters chapping on the door now um, so uh, squad wise they're in a good place and I think that if the money was right and they, they sell I don't think it would weaken them you know that badly to be honest with you I suppose that's the advantage because Stephen Gerrard in previous seasons has had to do sort of overhaul jobs and bring in quite a few players whereas if Rangers can maybe just sell one or two and bring in one or two you think they'd be they'd have a settled squad going into the new season which is exactly what they want Yeah and what what, what happens Andrew sometimes is you know the board and the manager who are obviously working um, hand in hand here and they're singing from the same hint sheet if you get big money in for one of your players, and I'm not saying it's Morelos, it could be there's a number of them that could attract big money just now. And what the board may just do and say, look, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a percentage of that money to maybe just fill that gap. And you'll have players out there that Rangers can go and attract because they're free agents as well. You don't need to keep spending millions on transfers. You can bring in a good buy. Kamara, for instance, 50 grand from Dundee. Terrific piece of business So there's there's gems out there That you can go and pick up Alan was talking about Contract situations Saying McGregor's been Tied up in a, a new One year deal Stephen Davis as well James Tavernier signed A new contract At the end of last season Is the next one That Rangers need to tie down Connor Goldson Because Stephen Gerrard's Been talking about Different contract situations He was throughout the season Glenn Kamara was one of them That you know he sort of said publicly 
he wants the board to make a move on that one not that his contract is running out next summer because it's not he's still got a couple of years left but Connor Goldson is in that situation where he's got one year left and you think Rangers will need to do everything in their power to make sure that he stays beyond that I think they'll be already at that stage Andrew um, he was my um, player of the year last year um, basically played every minute he was one that Steven Gerrard no matter how many players he was resting the next game he never got rested he played every single minute every game and it shows you what the Rangers manager thinks about him uh, that would that's that would be my only concern for Rangers but I am sure behind the scenes just now they are working very hard to try and get that deal over the line I think that would be a big boost for everyone uh, getting into next season well thank you to Alan 01419511025 is the number you need John is a Rangers fan up next in Paisley John what's on your mind tonight? Uh, right, first of all just right, quite enjoying this 55 after winning 55 I'm quite enjoying this great summer we've had new hopefully we can start back going for 56 but my point is here's stupid figures for Morelos at £13 million he's one of Europe's top goal scorers in Europe and you try to kid me when they're, wanting, they're going to sell him for £13 million. Uh, that's just, that'd just be silly. That's just stupid. I mean, John's saying about his, his goals record in the mm. Europa League. I think it, it wasn't as successful in the Europa League last season. Maybe got five or so. But the season before that, I think 14, that was including qualifiers. He was one of the top goal scorers in the competition. So he's obviously done it on the European stage. John's saying that £13 million wouldn't be enough. I think last summer, 16. there was a bid of around 16 from mm. Lille that, uh, was rejected by the club so you'd think this summer if someone is going to come in that 13 million probably wouldn't be enough I don't think Rangers would look at it um, with John in that one um, I think goal scorers for any club you know you think you've got to pay that little bit extra because they're they're basically the the main men they're the guys that get you the victories get you the trophies and whatever they take all the glory uh, whether you agree or don't um, but they're the guys that everyone talks about the headlines um, and Morelos certainly can find the back of the net um, as he's shown so I don't without I don't I, I hate getting into all this well what would you pay for him I'm not into all that um, whatever a club decides to come in and pay uh, it's up to the club like Rangers if they want to sell and my opinion would be that if someone offered 13 million for Morelis tomorrow, I don't think Rangers would entertain it. John, just how hard do you think he would be? Oh, yeah, on you go, John. Yep. Yeah, I've got to say how hard it'll be. You know, you give me your point first. Sorry. I, was just, I was just going to say, how hard do you think he would be to replace? If Rangers were to sell him this summer, how hard would he be to replace given the goals he's he's scored for Rangers over the years? I think it would be quite hard, but listen, Nibdi's, it's not a one man team now. Do you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, there's other people scoring goals. Marez's link-up play was far superb last year. But, I mean, what you said, somebody offered 16 million, nobody's going to offer 13. I mean, 13 million is just, I, I don't care in the middle of a pandemic. There is, if there's money out there, then I think less than 20 million. But there is one or two people that they're floating about that are just as good. It could come in. It brought a striker in. Tell me why it brought a striker in. They still kept the four. No, I, mean, I, I mean, the boy they brought in, Things about for fun. Right? I don't know what he's going to be like, but they brought him in. So mm, I don't really get the idea that maybe, maybe that boy will replace Morelos and yeah, we get the money. John, John, I think I think that you know I don't think they brought a striker in thinking right we're going to sell Morelos right. 
They kept the four because he's got to be a massive part of the coaching staff as well. Um, and he's always a guy that you can count on. Look at the amount of games that Rangers are going to have next season. You know, starting with the European campaigns and you've got the cup games and you've got, and depends how far they go in Europe. Um, you've then got the league campaign and everything. So I, I'm not surprised that they're carrying, you know, as many strikers because there will be a lot of squad rotation. A lot of clubs seem to carry a lot of players and Rangers have, are, are one of these teams that have got two two quality players for each position. But I, I always see top teams carrying four or five good strikers because I think just because of the amount of games it's uh, played over a season, I think you need a real big squad. I mean, Fashion Sakala, who John was talking about, has come in from Ostenda. He quite often played in wide areas as well. Mm. You know, Rangers obviously like players that can be fluid and play across so, those front three positions. The only thing I'll say in that, Andrew, is I remember when they signed him, there was a lad on speaking about him and knew him very well. And the one thing that, that sort of uh, stuck in my memory was he kept saying he'll need time to settle in. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe Rangers are looking at this boy just to nurture him along this season, get him involved in the squad, obviously, get him on the pitch, give him game time and look to build the lad, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what part he will play uh, in the next season. Rangers have been so reliant on Alfredo Morelos over the years, but not as much last season as they have previously been. Is that a good sign for Rangers that, you know, if he does go on to leave, there is goals spread around the team now. You look at how many James Tavernier scored, Kamar Roof came in and scored 18 last season, Ryan Kent was in double figures as well. It's not the same as it was in previous seasons where Morelos was hitting 30 and everyone else was chipping in with a few here or there. There's a few goal scorers on the team. Yeah, I don't don't think they'll dramatically lose... um, you know, worry about all the goals because I think you're right. I think there's other players there, and we don't know. Eaton, for instance, a run of games could start banging the goals in. Um, so there's strikers there like Ruth and you know, Sakala, the, the new lad, he could get, start scoring them as well. But where I think they will miss him instead of his goals, and I think John made a good point, I think his link up play has improved brilliantly. Um, I think he's become. Not an individual in the team anymore. I think he's become a bit of a, a team player. And I think Rangers waited a long time for that. Um, as I say, I think his link-up plays very, very good now. Final point to you, John. Aye, well, what I'll say is, Gordon. Yes, John. We're combining next year. We've got to have to cover Mark Molson next year. Unfortunately, John, yeah. But just bear with me. Right, well... We're going to have a good laugh at him next year, aren't we, me and you? Because I love phoning a Thursday night. I love phoning a Thursday night because you can't take Celtic either. Whereas you're, a, you're mixed, you kid on your mother will, but remember, Rangers need you. So, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm delighted you reminded me of that, John. Thanks very much. Don't I'll forget s- where you came from, uh, yeah, Gordon. I'll, I'll sleep better tonight. John's just sorted me out there in two minutes. Well, thank you to John. 01419511025 is the number you need. Give us a call and we could be speaking to you next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just stepping away from football for a second Nice to see Andy Murray back out on centre court isn't it? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant um, Changed my mind totally about Andy Murray um, when I watched his um, documentary about the hip 
um, replacement. Oh, it's because you didn't stop going on about the fact that two of you had similar similar operations, yeah. been through the same struggles, the, the uh, same type of athlete you and Andy exa- Murray. Well, I'm I'm certainly not back out in centre court, but I've got to say all the credit. And if you've not watched it. I'm telling you now, for any young lad out there that wants to desire, uh, has a desire and wants to be the best he possibly can, not a better role model, let me tell you, than Andy Murray. Fantastic was. Who would have thought they'd be inspired by words coming out of Gordon DL's mouth? Well, him and, I always said, I met Jamie in here, very fortunate, and uh, Jamie told me that him and Andy used to fight over the football stickers and always wanted me, so I'll stick by the Murray boys now. 01419511025 is the number you need if you've got any football points that you want to make you can get us on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Papa Deke is on Twitter uh, talking about Lee Griffith's contract situation says give him a six month contract I don't think he'll make it but he deserves a last chance No I wouldn't go down six months uh, I would either take the not the gamble I, I would take the my gut instinct if I thought he was going to be able to produce it and I said earlier I would let him earn his money by appearances Andrew um, because uh, you know that if your wage packet's depending on getting out there and appearing you, you will work your socks off to get in that team and go and produce every single week and I think Lee Griffiths Needs that and now a lot of people say, well, he's got enough money and money doesn't bother. Of course it will. There's something there. There's there's a carrot to be dangled and to play with Celtic and get your career back. But it'll be interesting to see what happens because this new manager doesn't suffer fools gladly, I don't think. Well, plenty of transfers going on in our own Scottish football at the moment. Of course, a few going through today. One uh, that went through a while back, but hearing from him for the first time today, Declan Gallagher. He was, of course, at the Euros with Scotland, signed a pre-contract with Aberdeen, is now in training with him. He's been speaking to Red TV today. Um, he says he was disappointed with his lack of game time at the Euros, but he says that's making him more determined to hit the ground running with Aberdeen. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get back in early. Obviously, the, the pre-season friendlies are starting on Thursday uh, against Cove, so it's, it's something that I, I want to get back into. Obviously, not been involved in any of the games, but training for a month. It's not ideal because at the end of the day, when you train, you want to play. So... No, I'm just desperate to get back in and get some game time. As much as players will have, you know, felt it was a privilege to to be able to be involved in the Euros and go with Scotland, it it, it must pain you a wee bit to, you know, train the whole way through and, and not get any minutes. Yeah, but just to be there, I think it's a massive bonus for a lad that not that long ago he was starring with Liver, eh, Liverpool, Livingston down the, the lower leagues and worked very hard at his game, got his move to Motherwell, got his, his Scotland caps. And I've got to say, every time I've watched him in the Scotland jersey, Andrew, he's never let the country down. And he's now got a move to Aberdeen. That's another step up. And it'll be interesting to see how he performs um, next year, because that is a big that's a big season for Aberdeen. A lot of changes is well there. You know, Scott Brown getting in, was part of the coaching staff and... Uh, and as a player um, you know they've signed the Jet from Livingston one as well one of your favourite players one of my favourite I'm interested to see how Aberdeen do next year it really will be um, they've certainly invested in a few players and um, but I just always think that Aberdeen have got a lot to do to catch you know Rangers and Celtic I saw some quotes I think this morning from the Jet himself I think he was saying he's aiming for 20 goals for Aberdeen uh, this needs, season he need, somebody needs to uh, you know have a word with him I like him He's one of those players That you watch a game And it could be boring And he'll do something exciting He's got good ability He really has um, But 
you know, sometimes players at, at Livingston where there's no pressure on you to just go out and perform, you know, they look very good indeed. But when you step up to bigger clubs, and we've seen it so many times at clubs the size of Rangers and Celtic, players with good reputations coming in just can't perform. The Jet has got a big season ahead, and I would not be predicting how many goals are going to score. Um, let's hear a bit more from Declan Gallagher Shall we? He's talking about Aberdeen's chances this season He says they should be targeting cup success And thinks they should be putting pressure on the old firm sides I think especially in Scotland You want to be that team that maybe Takes the next step in Europe I think outside of the old firm Nobody's ever seemed to make like a, a group stage or anything like that. I think it's There's a massive achievement If you can do that And then you'd maybe strike a wee bit of history And I think as a football player You'd always want to do something that is out there for everyone to see and make a statement and obviously we like say ourselves and maybe Hibs and stuff like that it's something that I think in Scottish football we need to take that chance and we need to progress for Scottish football that we we push ourselves into the group stages of these competitions What realistically can we achieve this season? A good cup run hopefully that's something in my career that I probably haven't done myself so it's something that me personally I'll be looking for but obviously I know the fans will be I'll be looking for probably silverware this season as well because at the end of the day this is a massive club and it's a it's something that we, we have to strive for and we have to win things at a club like this. So uh, I think realistically we need to be looking at something like that and obviously making sure that we, we push the old firm as hard as we, we possibly can. Let's go straight back to the phones. Gary is in Shettleton. Gary, what have you got for us tonight? Hiya. Uh, I'm just going I'm just, I'm just training. I'm 48 years old and I've just put the body tap in it about five times. 48. <laughs> 50 key pupils in the night in the net in the trampoline. There we go. Love it. But anyway, let's so about Lee Griffiths here. On you go. What's, what's uh, your point? Oh, the man, the man, the man should stay. If he gets fit, give him one more chance. I know he's had chances, right? But through the COVID season, his mental health, give him one more chance. We need that guy to stay. He's a, a proven goal scorer, probably the best goal scorer in Scotland that we've got. So as he needs one more year. Well, if he comes back fit, and he's hungry. You have to. I'd, I'd think you'd have to give the boy a chance. There'll be some people out there, Gordon, that will say, "Well, you know, he's he's had, had his, chance. his chance. He's had more yeah. than more than one chance." Yeah, um, and I can see that argument, um, Andrew. To be honest with you, but everybody's got a different opinion. Um, is it Gary there in the line? Mm-hmm. Gary, I'm with Gary. Um, if he come back and he had that fitness issue sorted out, he had the hunger, he had the desire to go and pull that jersey on again. And you got the right players round about him. Uh, there's no doubt he'll score goals. As I said in the, the early part of the programme, if Celtic don't decide to take that up, um, then I'm sure there'll be other clubs out there that'll go and get Lee Griffiths. But they'll be the same as Celtic. They'll be saying to Lee Griffiths, you ain't coming here for a jolly. You have to come here and perform. Gary, we've heard from Ange Postacoglu in the last few days. From what you've heard of him, do you think he's maybe the type of manager that can get the best out of Lee Griffiths? Aye, I suppose he, I suppose the manager will be hungry for him to do that anyway. So as you're looking at this guy, he's he's probably still the best the best striker in, uh, in Scotland, though as no as Morelos or whatever and Edward. But he's he's Scotland's best in his own his game. He's Scotland's best. So that's not, that's, yeah, the, that's yeah, the big yeah. caveat, isn't it? When no, when he's see, on his game. No, that that's correct. When he's on a game, so he's not Scotland's best because at the end of the day. He, he never get picked to go at the Euros. He never get picked with John Kennedy to play with Celtic. He never get picked with Neil Lennon to play with Celtic. So he's not Scotland's best. 
potentially I, I'm a fan of Griffiths I think that he's a, he's a terrific goal scorer but just now I think it's up to Lee Griffiths this is a do or die situation he's in he either goes one way or the other here he can you know go to another club and just see out his career or he can show everyone you know the bit of heart and desire and say no I'm not finished I'm going to prove everybody wrong that should be his focus to say that all the doubters out there I'm going to show you you were wrong if he's not got that in him he'll go to another club and he'll score a couple of goals here and there and that'll be his career and that'll be the way it'll be and that's the sad thing about it Final point to you Gary Aye Gordon's right uh, obviously he's not the best score striker right now but if he kept up his potential the last few years he still would have been and I think if he does come back it's up to Lee himself that's the end of the day it's up to Lee himself if he wants to come back and be the best again it's, it's, it's the boys in hand so it is Either way, whether Lee Griffiths comes back or not, Ange Postacoglu has a lot of business to do in a very short space of time, Gordon. Hundreds of business to do. He'll be working very, very hard. And I'll bench I'm dying for the season to start now. Get the Euros finished. We're out. We're not interested. And uh, get this new season started and let's see what he brings to the table. And is he going to have enough to challenge Rangers and Steven Gerrard? That will be the big question. I'll tell you what, our first domestic football in Scotland, competitive domestic football, isn't far away. Friday the 9th of July, so that's next Friday. Kelty Hearts against Dundee United, Edinburgh City against Hamilton are the first two games up. But that's all we've got time for tonight. Unfortunately, thank you to Gary for his call. Thank you for all your calls as well. And thank you to Gordon DL in the studio. Make sure to stick around because Callum Gallagher is up next. 